0: Seriously, this episode. Mm -mm. Seriously, Mm. this
1: episode. Mm. This is another episode of Serially Obsessed. And uh, seriously, this episode, as Layla just said, I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Difty Sarawit. Layla Carrillo. And we are back to talk about Serial. This time, episode 10, The Best Defense is a Good Good Defense. defense. And uh, we actually want to start up top with a correction, but to give you some sense of why I would be making that, just really quickly, uh, to give you a little context, uh, I am a public radio producer, so I talk about those things on the show, talk about Sarah's scripting, the structure of the show, the storytelling aspect, what we're hearing, Dipti. I am a former criminal
2: prosecutor, and so I focus on the law.
0: And And I am a media critic, and I just take things apart and I put them back together and anything that I'm watching, listening to. And so that's my approach to cereal. Cause I love it and I want to break it apart, put it back together again.
1: Whatever Layla loves, she must destroy I must destroy yeah. it.
0: I just want to know how it works. And you make yeah. them back
2: around and love it.
0: Oh no, I always love it. I just mm. want to look
1: inside of it. So Dipti, you had a correction. What did you want to yeah, say? Yeah,
2: at the end of our bonus episode, if you listened to that, hopefully you did. Um, I had mentioned super quickly that um, trying a murder case, there's a essentially there's a statute of
1: limitations.
2: There is no statute of limitations for
1: murder. So just no. FYI. No. Yeah, that is the only crime for which there isn't. Yeah. Like a statute um, of limitations. But
2: I did talk to a homicide ADA. This week and uh, he did mention that it's still desirable to try it sooner rather than later but oh I would imagine as you know there are there are cold cases and things evidence in DNA with the advent of DNA tests and all of that Um, a case can be tried 20 years later
1: yeah
2: Uh, I just remembered another quick correction what's that you said something about The Reckoning, and I said that was a good Radiohead song. That is not a Radiohead song. It's called Reckoner, and I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a
2: big
0: Radiohead
1: fan. I Tom knew. York, if you're out
0: there and you're listening to you're our listening. show, Dipty says she's a big fan, but she doesn't remember the names of your songs. Oh, you know, so. I, be- I doubt Tom York is
1: listening, but I bet Johnny Greenwood's listening, guys. Hey. Maybe. Johnny, please. Um, this was a long episode for Serial. I don't yes. I don't think we've really had an episode this long since the first episode. Maybe not. This no. is almost it's about fifty-four minutes, so mm-hmm. just shy of an hour. A lot of the episodes have been in like the 33 to 47 minute range because yes. as a public radio producer, I noticed those things really specifically on time. Um and there was a lot and and
0: Although I feel like more juice at the bottom of the episode than the top of the episode.
1: Well, it depends on what you consider juice, so we'll get to it. But I did... Well, I was saying this to uh, you ladies today on a chat, but, you know, I have mentioned on the podcast before that I was reading the book Homicide by David Simon, which is a year in the Baltimore uh, City uh, Homicide Detectives Unit. Uh, And then I'm also currently watching The Wire. And so between that... And watching just, The Wire and Cereal, like... You're knee-deep in Baltimore. Specifically in the Baltimore criminal justice system. <laughs> yeah, I am, like, as knee deep into it. More. All of my free time outside of my work is right now spent in various periods of time <laughs> yep. of the Baltimores. I'm, like, watching The Wire, the first season 2002. This case is, like, from 1999. The book is from 1989. It's, like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. It almost
0: really uh highlights the uh judge welcoming, welcoming him to or- baltimore yeah ah, which is why Oregon i bring it family. up
1: because Sarah starts the episode by kind of giving us before she jumps into uh jury selection and race, which we'll really get into in a moment, but like before that she kinda gives us a sense of Baltimore. She's like, Oh, this is what I forgot about what it was like to live in Baltimore and she describes how yeah. during jury selection they ask this what is a very normal question, like do you know, have you been a victim of a crime? Have you been, you know, committed a crime? All of these things. And like half the people get up and they all have to. And then she gives us like snippets of what they said. And it was like, right. my husband's son was convicted of murder. My husband was convicted on a gun charge. Yeah,
0: I, what was funny for me was that the tape ends with the girl saying like, oh, I have two uncles that are committed, uh, had, uh, uh, are accused of murder and they're serving time. And the judge, his response is just, okay, uh... And then that's, like, where the tape ends. I'm like, yeah, I think that's how we're all feeling. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, whoa, yeah, there's a a lot of people just coming on a line. Seriously. Telling their stories.
1: But, of course, as I was listening to this, I was thinking a lot about you, Dip, because I was like, man, this is a court-heavy episode. So let's get into some jury selection. Yeah, so,
2: um, first of all, it is pretty similar in Brooklyn. A lot of the people on the jury have been, or have a lot of the people when you're picking a jury have been victims and perpetrators of crimes. And you have to ask these questions. And the tricky part is, is that the same person can totally cut both ways. You can have a grandmother who lives in a violent area, let's say, And she may have a son who was convicted and is in prison, so she may be angry with the police officers. Or she could—you could—you ask where they live, you find out what neighborhood they're in, what they do for a living, all these things. But she could also think, "Oh well, I raised three children in this neighborhood, and all of them turned out great. So I don't like these ne'er do wells." And she—and she (laughs) could be more with the cops on that. And that's. What's so tricky is you ask these questions of the jurors during voir dire, and you may get certain facts, but you don't know what's behind the curtain. And so when you are a young ADA, they teach you as much as they can about things that you need to think about. And one exercise we had was, I, I think that they handed out little tidbits about us that are secret, you know? And then someone would come up and practice their voir dire.
1: Mm. And,
2: and it was it was a matter of, are they going to get that out of you? Oh, yeah. And it was really hard and interesting. I and mean, when we just start out, it's
0: fascinating. Oh, the psychology of it yeah. is super fascinating to me. Because in my mind, in my simple mind, where I try and uh, make sense of the world, it seems like you're putting together a... Just like a very complex mental chess yeah. game, and Absolutely. you're like picking out the, the like the perfect pieces that are gonna get you to like the. Easiest checkmate, and I think that that's fascinating. There are moments where I'm listening to the show. I'm like, I'm gonna go to law school. Wow. Which is, so, today
2: you wanted to go to law today school. Today I was in the,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, what do I have to do to take an LSAT? I'm ready to do this, which oh, is man. just shows you how fickle and weird I can be. But that I, comes up I a get lot really in into book, it
1: too, which I thought was interesting. Um, they don't spend a ton of time on jury selection, but there is one case in the book, homicide, that is they spend a lot of time talking about uh, what it was like in the court and and the jury deliberating and them trying to, like, get a sense and they can hear the jury arguing and then finding out after the fact that, like, a few people were just straight up, like, I hate cops, I don't trust them, so whatever. You know, yeah. because, and, you know, not going to get into the facts of that case, but, yeah, like, clearly, like, it didn't necessarily matter how good of a job these people right. were doing during the actual, like, presenting of their case. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some stuff that had already been sacrificed during voir dire. But
2: also, some people really want to be on a jury. Yeah. And right. they know... I mean, remember that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode yeah. where Larry David didn't want to be on jury? <laughs> but anyways, that aside, I just love that episode. But um people... Really, a lot of people do want to be on a jury, and yeah. they will do anything to get on one. And So they'll say things that they think you want to hear, right. too. Right, and but... they may really hate cops, or they may really love cops. They may be racist. They may be all these things, and it's, you know, you can get a jury expert in there, I guess, but yeah. in the end, you just have what you have. Right. And um, it's, it's really interesting, but in order to check against some of these things. And the point of a jury is that you are going to be tried in front of a group of your community's peers and they are going to determine whether or not you deserve to be punished, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you want a good cross-section of the population that your crime may have affected, let's Mm -hmm. say. Right. So uh, certain checks are put in place and the legal system allows for certain, they're called peremptory challenges, and if you just have a hunch in your head that you just don't like someone, you just don't like their face, or you just don't trust them, but you can't... They didn't say that they're prejudiced against police officers right. or that they're prejudiced against a certain race or women or whatever the case may be, or or they, they refuse to convict without DNA evidence. All these questions you can ask, um, but you can just reject a certain number of jurors without a mm-hmm. reason why. Mm-hmm. But then it gets complicated because... If the opposing counsel was realizing that, wait, they seem to be systematically taking these their peremptory challenges on everyone of the same race or of the same gender mm-hmm. or of the same ethnicity, then you can put forth a Batson challenge to say their peremptory challenges. Are not proper a challenge to the challenge a challenge to the challenge and um, that's to protect equal rights and those are for you know it's for equal protection and that's for immutable characteristics right. we all have like, like it's just born. a checks
0: and balances yeah. thing mm-hmm.
2: and so it so it is very complicated and then you and have does that to happen
0: often it. or is that one of those things where like it exists but it doesn't always I
2: think it happens a fair amount okay so you're definitely keeping a check on it you right when you when you're picking a jury you have this big piece of paper and you have your list and you're writing down everything and and a lot of times it can change sometimes the judge just wants to do the whole deer, and you have to write everything down and you have to be really quick about it and make really quick judgments and
0: I'm sure you loved that part
2: (laughs) I did I (laughs) would (laughs) say that one time I was given a piece of advice that was Dipty, if you are attracted <laughs> to the person, don't put them on your jury, because they are going to be too liberal. <laughs> that was a joke. It's not how the office operates. Dipty like uh, <laughs> gre- greasy guys, like guys. So greasy
1: the guys, guys showed up with like a top bun. Yeah, <laughs> top bun, top knot,
0: top knots.
1: You'd be like, I can't have you on my jury. <laughs> <laughs> on my
2: jury. But we can um, go out afterwards. Kidding. I've never done that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you you do have to put aside. All your thoughts on who you want to hang out with and who you don't. Um, you know, you put all politics aside. There's certain there's certain types of people that defense
1: attorneys gravitate towards and that prosecutors gravitate towards. And well, I would imagine, and tell me if I'm right, because here's what I wanna I wanna try to like yeah. guess, right? Like, if I'm one of the people listening in this episode, even not even just serial, but our episode right now, I would imagine that defense attorneys want people who. Uh, probably seem like they have a bold personality. Like, they would speak up for themselves and they would not necessarily be swayed by other people's arguments easily because it only takes one person to necessarily... Right, yeah. Right, so they wouldn't necessarily want people who look uh, like they would be sheepish uh, right. and things like that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it depends what other things they say, though. Absolutely. You know? But I just mean in terms of if we're looking for kind of a big, broad, general way to talk if about you are, it.
2: If you are getting... I mean, gosh, if it's just some total... Hipster from Williamsburg or Bushwick, I would imagine that the defense attorney might want that more because of they're just
1: more liberal. And but I actually read a thing that here in New York, the rates have been changing in the areas that have been gentrifying the most because they're actually Mm. voting very well—not voting, but they are more conservative Conservative. on juries because they Uh, are now in these neighborhoods like Bed Stuy like uh, East New York or things like that. Not necessarily as far as East New York. Yeah, right. (laughs) We don't know what we're talking about. But we did mention one other time that, you know, Dipti, when she was a prosecutor, worked... uh, Largely with a precinct that I grew up in, and it is like the highest murder precinct in the city. And as those areas changed, you've got these kids coming who grew up in the suburbs, yeah. who have very different backgrounds, right. so even though they are very liberal, and they do woodworking and they buy right. six dollar lots. <laughs> but they
0: still want a safe neighborhood. They
1: want a safe it's neighborhood. Like Again, not I'm my making backyard. air quotes.
0: Air it's quotes. NIMBY.
1: but it's kind also of. just them like not relating right. to mm-hmm. the person who might have the story. So I read... Right. I think I've read that this year, that that I would that's not, a
2: shift. I would not doubt that at all. Yeah. Uh, it's That's why it's so complicated and fascinating. And right. I imagine that still depends on the You're basically
0: trying to figure out what's in people's minds. Right. Which is... God, that's... I mean, just the vast contraries and things that just exist within each person. Um, I... Just because we were just talking about like race and juries, um, I would really love to talk a little bit about like Adnan's mom yes, and yes, her. That.
1: Well, that's right at the top, too. So yeah, let's get into
0: the next that. Thing. Um, and SK right at the top is just like, hey, you know what? I don't buy this whole anti-Muslim sentiment that you think yeah. uh, convicted your
1: son. Uh, and I don't know. I'm. You're making of... a noise like I'm making a noise right now, which yeah. is that... Everything Sarah said after that won me back, but I had a kind of a visceral reaction to that first moment.
0: Except that I would also say that our reaction is true only because Sarah very much is like, first of all, the way that she reacts to Adnan's mom like straight out the gate, I was like, ooh, girl, tone it down. Because it's still Adnan's mom, you know? She's like, hey, I think it's because... We were Muslim, like that's why he got convicted. And she just, like, right to her face, is just like, mm, uh, I don't know, I don't buy it, lady. Was like, this. She's I don't buy it. No, her
1: face. no, she said, no. Mm, can you hear? That's the sound of me doubting her. Yeah. but you I can wrote hear down. It. It was I think very my problem, clear. my problem with that moment. And again, right after that, Sarah gets more into because then she the gives us facts a whole bunch of, it, of and examples. She kind of actually makes a good argument. My issue at that moment because I, I. I'm not the only person that had that reaction. I I talked to a few people today that had that reaction and admittedly none of them were white people. But (laughs) it was the thing that like I listened back and I actually typed out every single word that Mm -hmm. we hear from Shamim, who is Adnan's mom. Mm -hmm. And what got me about that moment was that it didn't sound to me like Shamim was saying like, oh yeah, they all came up in this conspiracy to do this because of that. And that's how it felt like Sarah was reacting to it right and then later she talks about casual prejudice and it's kind of this academic argument that always exists of like well what do we really mean when we say racism is it structural like whatever Mm -hmm. and that to me I think was a little bit of that moment Is I hear her doubting it and I'm like if you have a moment where she says every single part of this happened because we are Muslim then I need to hear that tape to like understand that reaction more Mm -hmm. because really what she's saying is like yeah this is what she says she says you know because we're Muslim discrimination, everybody feel the whole community because it was a Muslim child that that's why they took him. It was easy for them to take him. Then it was easier for them to take him than the other people that was so, you know, and then Sarah says, and you really believe that? Of course, yes, I do believe it too. Yes, because it was easy to target, you No, because it was easy to target, you know, for them to come pick him up. We still don't know why they are doing it. But again, I say discrimination because we are Muslim and because we are minor in this community. And that's why they took Adnan, which to me, like, unless you're literally talking about the first day that they came to get him and not the macro. Like I was a little like, Oh, like this conversation is making me uncomfortable. But then I was really pleased with how she played those examples for us and let us like play it out. But yeah,
0: I mean, I think for me because she reacts and she just reacted naturally, but I was just like, I think it was just, I I thought it was a little, um, I don't know. Brute maybe Mm -hmm. is the word I want to use there. Um, but then, you know, then we hear from, like, those crazy teachers from the high school who mm-hmm. I kind of hope they got fired because the one who was like, oh, no, I'm so scared that his uncle's going to come
1: after me in, like, a can jihad. Make and just like, oh, my
0: God. Right.
1: And I think before we even get to that, we hear the bail hearing. Yeah. Which exactly does sound.
0: Well,
2: here, let me, I just want to share it. a couple of my thoughts. When I heard Adnan's mom, who sounds like such a sweet auntie, but anyways, so I have an affection towards her that I can't help. But um, I, I did not remotely think it was weird that she said she thought it was racist. Right. I didn't. I, didn't I, think I personally so didn't agree. But I've been so back and forth on this issue because I can't put myself in a Pakistani American shoes, and I, I I don't think that's fair of me to do that. Just a South Asian shoe, but. When Sarah Koenig said, ugh, I, I don't buy that, it didn't bother me because I was like, yeah, I don't either. And then Sarah, as you both just said, completely came around. I love that Sarah still said, this is how I feel, but I am so going to go through everything, everything. Right? Yeah. to try to prove myself wrong. So yeah that's so true. So no, that's that. what I'm Sarah, saying. I Honestly, give it credit. But to me yeah, it's like so a, much a good credit.
1: example of I think some of the disconnect that we have in general in this country like talking about the idea of racism because she, Sarah reacts to it as if she, as if Shamim is describing like a big racist conspiracy whereas I think anybody In Shamim's situation, like, of her background, not necessarily specifically of that background, but people who deal with racism day-to-day will say something like, it feels like discrimination, like racism, and they don't... They're not going to use the term casual prejudice because that's not the term you use when you're the person who experiences that. So, like, Sarah then later defines it as casual prejudice, which is cool, but, like, look at how built-in it is, which is why we end up coming back to the idea of, well, structural racism. So it's, you know, to me it is. It's just a language thing in a way, but... My my visceral reaction was to that the way she said it of I was like, What? Where is this gonna go now? And then and like I said, I thought everything that came after it was
0: great. I almost felt like Yeah, and I almost felt like she was smart to do that because it was so honest to the point where yeah, I mean it was just like it was well it was well done that she then was like, Oh, you know what, this is it. She could be right because this is how these people are thinking. You these, know what I was, surprised? and not just like random people, but people who taught Adnan. You know, mm-hmm. the English teacher and the weird, um, you know, uh, uh, what was it? The the cow and the bloodletting or something. Like, oh yeah. Why does that even come? It was Mister Nicholson. Yeah, it's like why did <laughs> oh, that even come? Did you so got eighteen pages of notes? <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Nicholson, if you're out there, you're a jerk. Like kind of, yes,
2: Mr. Nicholson. <laughs> um, I when Sarah says, I still don't buy it, guys. But here's the whole other side. I, I found it weird because everything Sarah presented right, afterwards it was feel so like, racist. like an other
1: side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it was
2: racist. If I was Annon's mom, the thing. I mean. The That's why I say it's a language justified. thing. That's
1: why I say it's a language thing, in a way. And because I had this... I think it be, was racist. Right, no. exactly. What I'm saying <laughs> is, like, is, like, Sarah goes on to describe this casual racism. And 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 I just think, like, you know, and, look anybody who looks back to, like, when Serial aired, it's going to be hard to... We talked about this before. It's going to be really hard to deny that there's a lot of mistrust of the criminal justice system going on right now in general. So I had this reaction like... It just felt like she didn't, to me, say that it was like a conspiracy and you're reacting like she's saying it's a conspiracy, but then you're actually pointing out all the ways in which yeah. people were being, right. in a way, racist. Like, some people would say that's just prejudice, but I think a lot of people who live those experiences do use yeah. the word racism to describe it. And I love that she dug into the yeah. jury. And also, they, it they kind
0: like- of makes us accountable, too, because I remember in the beginning, we kind of talked about it really briefly, because we are like, oh, it's pre-911. Like, I don't know yep. if there was a real, like, and anti-Muslim. And made a really
2: good point of, like, well, maybe it's about this stereotype of
0: controlling and exactly. i hadn't thought of that before exactly and in and, this
2: episode it came around honestly, to the fact that that's yeah. what it was just
0: bottom line just the fact that like latent racism is just i mean it's a thing that will that it always exists. will always exist i think
2: casual re- uh casual prejudice is a huge thing i felt that i've never truly had racism against me but i know that there was what i call kind of ignorant racism where they're just ignorant and right. they say certain mm-hmm. things it's not because they have malice or ill will right and you know in life that's oh. almost
0: like the best kind to get because then it's just like mm, no. I, don't,
2: I don't i don't like it it was I mean, not nice
0: i'm up not saying, saying no, exactly i'm, I'm just, just saying like of all of them i'm like that this is the one where i'm like oh this is like the easier bitter pill to swallow right
1: but it's, i would say later we see how that issue of what I'm calling at this point a language difference on this comes up with the jury in that, you know, it starts with them being like, oh, we didn't take his religion into account, but then they all start talking about his, his culture. culture. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So right. it's like, it's like for a person of color listening to the show, I had a visceral reaction to Sarah having that reaction to the mm-hmm. mom because I was like, to me, she didn't say conspiracy, so why are you, you know, saying that, nah, you don't buy that, but then laying out that you clearly do think that there was, you know, these instances of what you're calling casual casual prejudice that to me, like, I, I would never call that prejudice. You know, so it's like, or just, to me, that would be an oversimplification term, right? Yes. So it was just, you know, that moment. Because a lot has been written about, you know, people saying yes or no, or I think, you know, people aren't handling, she's not handling it correctly because she doesn't know the culture. And to me, In that was just case, like a poor yeah. line In of, this case, script, I feel of... like
0: she really kind of took care of herself.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's she, I like, like think.
0: I will give her super credit for that one. Um,
1: everything that came after I think was great
0: on that what did you guys think of that cultural report oh my
1: god I was oh freaking my out oh god
0: how weird was that and then it raises Ugh.
1: so many questions because you're like okay because even Sarah says like you she know, says like, oh
2: dear and she says, I was like oh, oh dear oh dear, oh dear. Right. yeah
1: but specifically oh, yeah. like we you know It sounds like one, what, one officer completely turned her down. The other one talked to her for like a few minutes on the phone, but would refuse to be recorded. So neither one of them will appear on the show show. So she doesn't know. She can't ask them how informed they were by this. And all she really has to go on is that they clearly were still in contact with this person. So it's like, well, it's very right. possible that that is the same line of thinking that they were having. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: maybe that they weren't really going down that route, but then this shows up on their desk, and right. all of a sudden no, like, they're oh, like... Oh, yes, an honor crime. Oh, uh, like, yeah. An honor no, well, this makes sense. Like an honor uh, crime thing. We could...
2: On that note, I have it. to share a very, very interesting theory. What's That, that I... Read today on the case, and I want to credit my friend Sean Serino for bringing this to my attention because it's (laughs) it's so good. Good on Sean. So give it to us. uh, There's this uh, woman in Kelly Oxford, and she posted this on Twitter, and she's some best-selling novelist. Yeah, Kelly
0: Oxford is a. She's like she. I think she started off as like a. Well, whatever. I'm. I might be wrong. I. She's a Twitter personality. Her Twitter feed is great. Became a thing. Uh,
2: Yeah. yeah. So she had a great theory. She. So this is what she said, that Jay was told that basically he's going to get convicted. He is going to be a murder accessory after the fact um, to a first degree murder. And the cops told him, you... Now, this is, this is all about the police officers intentionally being bad. Okay. Um, and so the, 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 the detectives told him... That you're gonna go to jail, so you better cooperate with us. So, first of all, uh, and maybe the cops led him to the car, and that's why he, quote, knew where Hayes' car was. And um, then he, they said, you know what would really help? if you um, had someone to corroborate your evidence, which is where Jen Jen comes in, and that would also explain why his story in pre-interviews, in interviews that are taped, in the first trial, in the second trial, and every subsequent interview are all different because he can't keep track of any of them. And in my head, I constantly go back for some reason to that factoid of Adnan saying to Jay when Jay walked into the courtroom, You're um, pathetic. You're pathetic. And I'm obsessed with that. Why Mm. would he have said that? And, but this Kelly Oxford woman thinks that, Jay might think Adnan did it, but he didn't actually see the body, but the cops were like, let's make this guy the expert. Let's flip this guy somehow. But in order to kind of actually give real credence to this is that she uncovered a case in Maryland with the Baltimore cops where they... Planted, not, or uh, they did plant evidence on someone. We will put a link up to it on our Tumblr feed. But uh, where they put evidence in someone's car, they made everyone lie. And this person is now going to get out of prison 10 years after for like a 30 year sentence for murder. Oh, right. It was a yeah. drug dealer against another cool. drug dealer. And guess who one of the detectives was on that case? Oh. Ritz. Oh, Ritz from the Ritz he's and being, the Gallifrey He's clan. being sued along with several others wow. for $35 million. That's crazy. For the basically wrongful mm-hmm. imprisonment. Right. So...
1: Which would make... Sh- Sh- I don't want to say Adnan's mom name incorrectly, but it would make Shamim right in that it's easier to take the Muslim boy. Yeah. I mean, the no. other thing about, I will say very quickly, mentally spending so much time in Maryland right now mentally, is that, yeah. you know, it's very clear, like, from the wire, from reading this book, it's like the the black population is huge, mm-hmm. and so they would like to always try to get um, black officers to be able to testify, because that was just the bigger part of the jury pool most of the time, and they needed to mm-hmm. feel related. And then so many of those people didn't have a good relationship with the cops that if it was just white cops testifying, it could it you know cause a little bit more up. defensiveness. So to have Jay yeah. be the best witness, the witness. you know that mm-hmm. I see that how that sense. would make sense. So yeah. I don't know what. And I also, don't know, Kelly, Kelly Oxford, Oxford, is right? But yeah, yeah. it's an also, interesting theory.
0: You're um, funny and smart, yeah. Kelly Oxford.
2: Also, and this comes in later in the episode, and of course, we'll get to it. Uh, is the um, is Jay having gotten his attorney from the prosecutor? Right. Uh, oh, let's just go, get into it. Yeah, because, let's get into that
0: because uh, honestly, I think I think Sarah does a great job at trying to sort of explain what that was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I still kind of got lost in the fray of like what. Like, what was going on? Yeah, like, what is the what is the big, like, 10-ton weight that comes down from exactly what went down? I think
1: it's a little hard by then, too, because we've already heard Christina Gutierrez's, uh, which uh, yeah. Sarah correctly describes as a weird sing-songy, sing-songy thing. And so, like, by the time Sing I've song. already heard the other confusing tape, and then we get to this tape, even though I can tell she's a little bit more on and more passionate, I'm still like, right. what? You're so like, oh, yeah. your voice
0: is so annoying. Her yeah. voice is really annoying, which is going to lead me to another question. So, let's just put a pin on... Uh, Goots, which is what I'm calling.
1: Tina Goots, yeah, Tina
0: Goots's voice. Um, But yeah, let's talk about the um, what is the magic, the magic information. So
2: it's it's not it's not too complicated. It's really that Jay is the prosecution's star witness, and in order for him to not go to prison, he has to testify. But he needs an attorney to represent him and to uh, counsel him because he still can't say certain things, and so he needs. Representation. Anyone who's a witness is allowed to have their own representation and tell them you do or don't have to answer certain things because they just don't know. Right. Right. Um, sure. And Jay was very young at the time as well. Of course, well, people just wouldn't know. So he's not in touch with anyone from I think it was April to September sixth of nineteen ninety nine. No communication with cops. No nothing. All of a sudden, oh, and he asked for. A he, defense took, he goes counsel. to the public
1: defender. He tries right. to get a lawyer. Correct, and they, they tell say, him he can't have one until he's officially being charged. Correct. because They know they're going to charge him, but he hasn't been charged yet. So then he they gets tell charged. him you're about to be charged, and then they immediately go to the state's attorney's office
2: and they say, "Oh, you need a lawyer? How about using this woman?"
1: So right. it's like a conflict of interest. Completely. Yeah. The prosecutor can't tell You basically them. just had the reaction that Sarah said oh God, we oh, should oh, be oh, having a yeah. <laughs> yeah. lawyer and have a lawyer in the family. I thought which you is meant, that, like, Christina. So, no, 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 You did not go like, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the prosecutor. Um, she yelled but no, her entire. Uh, she yelled. Room, she is a, she's a yeller. She's between yelled. all my reading and the fact that I do, we do stories on criminal justice. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. journalist. So I, you know, it's like one of those things where you have to learn a lot. Uh, like, you have to learn a little bit more about the re- realistic side of how things work, but you're not an expert in them, yep. per se. So, um, yeah, when I was listening to that, I was like, right, like, of course. He, like, he he's, he would be up for a criminal uh, uh, case, so he would have the right to a public defender, But and, and he can totally be a, a, a witness for the prosecution, yeah. but that doesn't mean, then, that the prosecution is the one who goes and gets him his lawyer. You, yeah, because... That's, and that's where... This
2: so, is weird. So the reason... The reason why it's frustrating is a few reasons. First of all, it can it can seem that Jay, Jay knows that he's not going to prison because of this deal he got. Right. On top of it, the deal that he got from the state's attorney's office said, here is an attorney who's basically going to save your life. Right. So obviously he is going to say anything, anything they want him to say. Right. And then Christina Gutierrez finds this out. At trial, and that is improper because
1: she could have had, she could have investigated or done something, and that's just unfair. Which they sound like she tries to, and then the judge is like, well, no, actually, because Christina tries to argue that it's a benefit. Right, and then the judge is
0: basically like, hey, clearly Jay has no idea what's going on, so don't worry about it. And the reason why Which I thought was weird, too. I think it's
2: weird, first of all, yes, but I think it's so sad given the fact that they pulled the jurors, after the first yeah. mistrial. And they hadn't presented the whole prosecution's case, but they did present up to the cell phones and A um, significant Jen portion of it. A significant portion. And if it's if it's true that the jurors were leaning towards acquittal, you never know if that'll be the case. Right. That's but, truly what the heartbreaking thing is. And that's why Sarah well, says Adnan's whole life could have been changed. Could have been completely different. If... if if Christina, but that's yeah, actually well. a different, thing. But that's I mean, a different thing. that's a different
1: right? thing, right? Because right, the mistrial right, right, right. basically Let's get into happens the mistrial in a few minutes. But yeah, like because yeah. the mistrial Sorry, ends up yeah. happening as a result of her the- calling somebody an asshole and them getting into a back and forth about whether or not. I said allowed, that the asshole well, no, 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 thing Oh, no, no. oh that came in separately. first. That came in first. That was an example of her um, kind of bulldog or whatever. right. right? And then leader. later, the judge, uh, a few days later, I think is what Sarah says, the judge gets uh, restless with her again in that they bring up this uh, piece of evidence yeah, and she's she like, says, I haven't actually looked at it. And looked she's trying to be it. real she's, technical well, about she it. She was she's stipulated, stipulated to it. it or, yeah, yeah, the if, cell phone
0: records.
2: If you stipulate to a piece of evidence, you... Don't object to it being put out on the record and see. say, you look at it beforehand. There's a reason why you're stipulating to it. It's to not waste time. Right, right. It's to, we're not going to argue about this. So we're just
1: stipulating to let this in. Right, yeah. And Into so then evidence. she's trying to say, I didn't see it. And they're like, no, that's a lie. And then yeah. the and jury then the overhears lawyer. them saying she's a liar. And then like one of the alternates like hands a note to the prosecutor, like, oh, well, now that you guys know that she's a lawyer, is she going to be kicked yeah. out? So like a it liar. has to yeah. be a yeah. mistrial at that point. But did anybody think that that was the reason that there had been a mistrial because we'd heard that no, there was a mistrial I no like idea. that was surprising so that's, yeah
0: So that this was the mistake. first time we heard about why, why the, the mistrial yeah. happened yeah. So yeah.
2: that mistake is what I meant a few minutes ago that, that is ago. very sad That yeah. was just very so sad. sad and then the J thing is just another unfortunate thing, thing. in a perfect storm against him. Here's Adam. my
0: here's my question and maybe this is sort of like a maybe this is a little bit of a dumb question
1: there are no dumb questions that. well that's thank not you. true but i don't think this is going to be a dumb question <laughs> i'm just saying i don't I believe don't that think no, dumb no no questions. no
0: okay, let's not let's not get I ahead of life. ourselves i also had a feeling that there comes a point where a a lawyer's personality clearly sort of this the situation that happened with the mistrial ends up working against you like with the judge with the other lawyers like Right. I feel like Christina just gets so o- goots, gets so <laughs> overbearing. Uh, I, I like the yeah. way that she, the cadence of her voice, how she yells. I like, think it's probably
1: also like by that point, it is the second trial, right? So it's like no,
0: this is still this is. Well,
1: I'm still well, referring she's doing to that the, in Both
0: the the
1: first trial because oh well, no, yeah. they
0: replaced her,
2: but she was on for a little while. It seemed in the um the one that was a month later, but um, it yeah. does it does affect your mentality a bit i i know that there's been trials where they they pulled the jurors or i remember once there was a trial where they asked just like the court officers who was the most annoying attorney on the case and they have opinions oh absolutely And the jurors hate certain people it's just a matter of how objective they can be right and if it's a close case like maybe this was it would help if you were a little personable
1: Yes, like,
0: it's very important to be personable. Some people just aren't, though. Right, I and mean, I feel like that, that, affects
1: that affects everything we do totally in life. I mean, and like, you know what I mean? I yeah. just
0: feel like, like in addition to all of these other things, like just the fact that what I like yeah, when we her all,
1: voice came on again today, I, I was, was just just like, like ooh, brace
0: for impact. You I know, could
1: barely handle it. It's, yeah,
0: and the thing that's sad is like, okay, we know she's, we know that at that point because we learn this later on. At that point, she is probably like. In deep throes of some sort Dining. of. Dying. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, because she has MS, there's like uh, emotional and mental changes that are happening. And she smoked
2: a lot, guys. And she smoked a lot. <laughs> Although,
0: like, I mean, I don't know they that's like neither that. here nor it's there. It's just but to show just she like, was
1: anxious. Exactly. Yes. And well, then. She was like,
2: manic and frantic, and that might have affected and, and her. And Shamim says that
1: was in the second trial, yeah. specifically. That More she hadn't so. been like that in the first trial. Right. Right. Um, but, but the importance that. Or, at least, the the thing that
0: I think is kind of pertinent is that it, like, just her personality in general. It's just like, I can imagine, like, as a juror it, or even as a judge, just being like,
1: oh, goots. Well, this is why I wasn't sure which part we were still talking about because it's like, in the argument of when they're like bringing it up at that did Jay think of this as a benefit, you know, she's. She's passionate about this, and then Oof. Sarah tells us later that the jury wasn't there for this. But I'm also right. like putting it in the context of thinking, like, okay, so there's already been a mistrial related in some ways to her personality. Mm-hmm. Now she's really upset about this. Is the judge like, well, you know, I don't think I don't think he sees it as a benefit. So let's keep moving because there's already been a mistrial. Well, right. You know what I mean? Judges are not infallible,
2: and I oh have, yeah, I have seen judges uh, continually favor one side or the other. Not necessarily. Some are defense prone. Some are prosecution prone. Some aren't. The judges are human beings as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And if, I don't think that it's crazy to say that the judge was probably so irritated by Gutierrez. It happens and they will rule against you if they just think you kind of are annoying and suck. Not necessarily all the time. Right. But it it would be incorrect to think that never happens. But,
1: Still on the uh, kind of annoying voice of Christina Gutierrez is let's go back to Adnan's point for for a moment where he's like, oh, like he believed in her, but he did feel like in the second trial, like she wasn't making her points clear, like... Oh my god, that tape is so confusing. Sarah so literally confusing. tells us what we're gonna hear before. I didn't understand. And they it. just heard. Yeah. And I and as you're listening to it, you're like, yeah. What is she saying? Yeah. Like, and then she of goes to clear. tape
0: of, of jurors just being like, I don't know, they were saying stuff but not saying stuff. Right. Yeah. Um
2: were you surprised, guys, by how though at Peace, Adnan was. This is more towards the beginning of the episode. He said, "She really did fight for me,
0: though." That is not a surprise to me because that no, dude is he so described chill it really about well, though, too. everything. He was like, "Talk people this don't so know much. that
1: dynamic," and he's like, "Try to melt, you know, ball up like a teacher, a coach, a guidance counselor, and like all of this because that really is. I would imagine that's the person he's seeing most, and like when his family's visiting." They're probably on the other side of glass. Like, this is right. the only person that he actually gets to spend, like, physical yeah. time with. This person has young. his life and she's her getting his skin medication, you yes. guys. Oh, my God. Proactive is so necessary. <laughs> I'm going to presume it's proactive. I'm going to presume it's pro- Was there proactive in 1999? Yes. Yes, there was. This is the one thing that you've been sure about in 1999 <laughs> this entire like, time. I was
0: using proactive since 1990. I
1: tried proactive
2: in 1998. And it burned my skin, I think, and turned it purple. Sorry, Proactive. Proactive's not a sponsor. (laughs) They
1: might have have changed since then. (laughs) Um, The
2: technology might be better. It didn't work. But my skin did eventually get better as the years have gone on,
1: guys. Yeah. Can we real quick, I I know there's probably a few things we all want to still talk about, but just because we've touched on it but didn't quite finish the idea, I just want to go back to this benefit thing first. Okay. Because Mm. the judge is all like, no, I don't think he sees it as a benefit. But it's like, okay, yeah, he didn't think it was improper, but that doesn't mean he hasn't, like internalized or at least understood even if it's just from watching TV that like well the prosecution wants me to do testify thing. so i yeah. got to do right by them like to me, even at that basic level, that's still understanding. That's it why a it's absurd right. to me, honestly. Yeah. Because
0: right, I it's think, crazy to me I that they were the Absolutely way they did. right. Because yeah. at, at some point, he might not have understood the intricacies of all right. of it, but it's he definitely understands. like, you scratch my back, yeah, I scratch yeah, yours. I'm not well, going I mean, to. Like, that is a thing. Right? That's crazy to me. Yeah, I, I mean, making huge hand gestures He's, right a, now. he's <laughs> essentially <laughs> getting a like right? a under the table plea. Right. I mean, is that is that a correct sort of way of thinking about um, I wouldn't it.
2: call it under the table it's just a that's how a plea would work
0: no but a I plea mean in exchange for testimony I mean not under improper. under the table in the sense that he's
1: getting he had received a oh, lawyer right. for that, free right a he, private defense attorney for yeah free. not like a public defender like a private defense oh and then there's that moment where they follow up on this whole thing and they're like they they ask uh the, the private attorney, who did represent Jay? Like, oh. did you meet him first there? And she's like, No, 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 that wouldn't have happened. And then Sarah's like, but when she talks to the judge, she's like, Yeah, uh, when he first asked me to uh when I was first, in, yeah. and it's like the weird. It was so frustrating. That was
2: very frustrating. Yeah.
1: Um, so what else do you guys want to touch on that we haven't? I just I just felt like we were jumping around those points, so I wanted to make sure we closed the loop on that one. Uh, I
2: I wanna talk about uh, the end when we when Sarah uh, touches on the fact that Adnan asked for a plea deal twice. Yes.
1: I want to know what your guys' opinion was when you heard that. Well, here's the thing. Let me say this really quickly. Overall in this episode, I thought this episode was actually a very not intentional, but kind of an interesting argument for making a case for The fact that Sarah Koenig is making these episodes as as it goes, you know, because there's been a lot of back and forth, like, is it smart for her to be doing this way or should she have just come to... Uh, her final conclusion and then made the show and mm-hmm. she should be going along because that is something I actually read in an article this past week that I had never heard before, obviously, was mm-hmm. that, you know, was that he had asked her to plead, And so I was like, what? And yeah. so the same week that I read it, she's able to like address it and give us context on it, yeah. which she also does with some other stuff later yeah. on. But it's like, or, or kind of in that same, uh, when she's talking about that same stuff. But it was interesting to me to hear that address because, We talked so much about whether or not, you know, Gutierrez had bungled this case. Kind of comes up all the time. We don't always spend a lot of time on it, but it comes up a lot. And the fact that, yeah, like, he had asked her to look into a plea. Yeah, and
0: she didn't do it. And she didn't
1: at all. was like,
0: huh... And it's interesting because I think in the back of my mind that was always a thing of like, but people do please all the time, regardless of whether they they they're to things they didn't they do. They mostly just to get right? out yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, right? Especially and Adnan sort of admits it towards the end. He's like, look, like, you just do that so that you can get. I mean, he's like, any time a guy comes in, I tell them take a plate, like. Take the, play, take the take plea take the plea usually it's
2: the attorney begging their client to take the plea right, right. because you don't want to risk trial if right. you don't have to
0: i mean i not to defend goots completely but i <laughs> must imagine <laughs> that her thought process at this point because who knows really what her train of logic was was that if this kid is innocent? Ah, you know what? I maybe I side with Rabia. It seems like Goots got so obsessed with money that maybe she was just let like, talk about the money stringing them along.
1: Um, that really not just bothered me. The side, I mean, but also the behavior definitely seems like it was spiraling out of control. I wondered
2: if it was because she had a lot of health care costs. I'm just I speculating.
1: I could never right. know. Yeah. Serial two but. is going to dive into how <sighs> <having laughs> the American, the broken American healthcare yes. system actually ruined. Like like, right? Leather. What if? Right? What
0: if Goots <laughs> is secretly like a Walter White of like lawyers, where she's just like <laughs>
1: bleeding
0: clients out of money because she cannot afford her health care?
2: Poor Gutierrez. But then, you know, Sarah did do her such a justice also, though, in explaining... To all the listeners of Serial, that she was respected that she'd been great. For time. Right, she tried novel cases and the lengths that she went to, going to a grade yeah. school to so, try to
1: talk to. Which them I about loved. DNA. Can I tell you how excited I am about that? that? Because I tell people to do that all the time. Yeah, like I do science Girl, should and little reporting to at times. Explain and Explain like, it to children. You're gonna do it on radio. Explain we can't it to talk about graders. numbers. Exactly. I told a friend yeah. recently she had to take a test for insurance, and I, and she has this little niece she loves, and I was like, explain it to your niece, because she was like, I can't yeah. remember it. I was like, explain it to your niece. And then you will know if you know it or not.
2: It just—it just, like, it just yeah, it shows. Goes, it just shows how hard she did
0: work. But then, I mean, it's just... she as, just didn't know when to stop. It's just as frustrating and as the whole case. There's is. a part of me that's like it. a lot of this is, and again, this is a presumption, but a lot of this is just MS. Like these are just uh, uh, side effects of. Yeah, I don't know the mental effects against. of MS, though. I'm not. I, there's. A I doctor. mean, it's. Yeah, there's quite a few, but there's I think even if
1: it's not that each aspect of it is directly from what would be an actual biological response to MS, like distress mm-hmm. of knowing the that you're stress. getting sicker and all that yeah. stuff, I could see how those right. things and being in denial and about it. Exactly, and being like, no, I'm going to do my thing. I'm she got, my husband, thing. Like, she and got she got stuff in the hospital. They would bring her files. Right, to I mean, her there gone. could there's
0: definitely a part she's where lying. she's probably denying the yeah. fact that she yeah, exactly like you said that she's denying the fact that she's ill. That maybe she's trying to work through the actuality of what's happening through work, you Mm -hmm. know, like that's just her therapy or what Mm -hmm. have you. Um, But her therapy
1: involves people's actual lives. People's actual lives, which is really
0: sad. What I thought was, um, just to add some levity to this moment, what I thought was really cute was uh, at some point SK starts talking about the, um, the case against Mm Goots, which I believe then eventually leads to her, um, asking for, to be disbarred. I don't know if there's Well, like she got disbarred ultimately. Right. Because but of, I yeah. think it was like a mutual thing. Like she- Oh, right, 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 like, right, It had wasn't to pay that- to out yeah. like
1: to 27 yeah. or something. Yeah, and, and it
0: wasn't that she was like disbarred. I think it was like, I don't know. What's that thing well, when she you're was like, she, she was disbarred. She was, but, I, but she like agreed to it. It was like yeah. one of those things that- She took a plea that she wouldn't Yeah, gotten. she took a plea. <laughs> Um, but me. at some point, Sarah was like, "I wrote that article." Yeah. she was so oh, proud. She
2: goes, "Well, according to the Baltimore Sun, written, written by, by, written me, by me, me." I totally <laughs> noticed that. I'm like, "That was interesting that really she cute. said it like that." You know what I really loved is how she ended it. Oh man! Well, she she made two references. Okay, now three because of the Baltimore Sun to
1: herself that were kind of meta. Oh, the asshole one. Yep, the yeah. jerk.
2: I wish I could talk to, to a judge, judge every time, time, time somebody called me an me asshole. asshole. Yeah. Everybody
1: on Reddit would be like, not everybody. Some people <laughs> love SK. But yeah, I thought that was funny. I think that was a shout out too. I to got a text totally. about that. I
2: know I get criticism. And then the whole uh, um, psychopath thing. Yes. yes. I think she's like, or you could be a psychopath. She was kind of like, you could tell a she good was ending. grinning when she said that. Like, I know that upset some of you. Um, but, uh, but you know what? I'm sticking with what I did. And what Public I radio said.
1: fun fact: a lot of the time that people are recording, they are grinning, um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I agree which is now. both true. And I'm making a joke in a way. Um, well, the other fun thing because I downloaded this episode, um, I went direct to the website. I was having computer trouble, and you know how they will list the next week's episode, which they didn't do before they took the break, and people weren't sure what the name of this episode that came out mm-hmm. uh, would be. But next, the next episode of Serial is called Rumors and the image is just the bottom of a boot. And so it's like, ooh. Oh. So to end on that line of like, but you know, maybe it's just a psychopath. It was like, ooh. just got the chills. Yeah. <laughs> That's the second time that I had like a very out loud Reaction. From the show. From the, one, the, show. the Yeah, the one I'm gonna where it's keep, like, I'm going to keep yeah. this spade digging spade. into Jay. And I was yeah. like, what? And then, I love that. Um, and, and then today I was walking off the train and I went, what? <laughs> I was the just spade. like, oh, that's so powerful, yeah. Sarah. That was so Yeah, great. I mean, she's a great, great storyteller and really great script work on this show. Like the way she describes things and writes things. Hey, I had a visceral reaction to that one line. But like I said, I think of that as a, a real kind of little unintentional statement on the difficulty of language at times. But yeah, man, that moment I was like,
2: what is coming up next week? It's going to be, well, I think it's going to be about
1: psychology.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it'll be kind of a J centric episode. I'm sure.
1: Do like a Jay adnan centric
0: episode. I'm I think so. I'm so curious
1: because of the picture of the boot guys. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, because the, we his, talked about he earlier, has we the Jay, boots, like, right? yeah, like Jay his, has the boots. Like, Jay has the boots. We got the brooms from his, like the the shovels, shovels from, from his place oh. and his boots, and then he and then Jen justifies yes. that he was getting rid of them. Right. On
2: this note, my friend Chris made a great point What's that, that I just want to think about. Is it was Stephanie's birthday on that day. Mm
1: -hmm. That's right. Neither Jay
2: nor right. Neither Jay nor Adnan talk about celebrating with her that night. How come we have never even thought of that? It was her birthday,
1: so shouldn't Jay have been with Stephanie on that day? Jay should have. Adnan. It was. He He wouldn't have to go to the mosque. Well, no, no, no. But then we talk about his timeline in terms of. If any of the timeline, well, some of the things that we do know are true is that they did go to that girl Kathy's house, right? Oh, and then like shortly and he's hanging after, out with Jen. He's hanging out with Jay and Jen there, but like I'm talking about Adnan right now, though. But Adnan did say that like then he would have had to go home shortly after, and then he would have had to take food to his father his dad, at the mosque. Yeah. And his his life in terms of socializing, it looks like you know he had those. Like little buffers of time right, right after school. But so I see that he wouldn't Jay, have been, though? but Jay yes. should have been hanging out with and his that lady. Just,
2: that just lends credibility to Kelly Oxford's story that That's Stephanie true. will not uh testify. Jen is the corroborator, and I think what Kelly Oxford thinks is that Stephanie may also believe that Adnan did it. And I might think that Jay did it. Like, nobody actually, actually knows, knows who did it. I but mean they were think pinned about against it. one another. The
0: truth is, like, that was kind of one of the other things that really hurt Goots in a big way because she didn't have anyone else to kind of pinpoint it to. So she, she was like, a little Mr. S. who are all
1: of these people? Right, Let's yeah. blame it on all of them, and hopefully one of them will break. And the jury liked Jay, and the jury liked they believed Jay. him. And I could see how they would relate more to him and everything. Right, but right. guys, do we have a moment? You just mentioned Mr. S. And there's that little Aww. exchange that we didn't talk, John, where she's Aww. like, did you leave after work? And he's like, <gasps> he's like, don't you leave like, after I work did. when you're did done? you leave when work is done? And I was like, oh, man, Mr. S. Mr. Like, S. You don't want to be there. I don't want you to be there. He like, so just to be there. Just let him go. Oh, can I just
0: also say this now that we're talking about Mr. S? I think that Mr. S sounds a little bit like Andre Royo. From the Wire, bringing it back to the Wire. I just know, know who that loyal. is yeah. Do you know who that is yet? He's oh. bubbles.
1: Oh, bubbles. Yeah, I think Mr. S sounds a little bit don't like bubbles. You know bubbles yet? I do know bubbles. I it's didn't know his his like real ever. name, but I, I'm only up to episode seven of the first season of The Wire. But here's my quick takeaway <laughs> of The Wire. One. Uh, True life story. My dad, whose name was Trouble. I mean, that's not his real name, but that's how people always refer to him to me. Right. Everyone, like, people more, have street names. In my life, more people are like, oh, you're Trouble's daughter than like ever say his actual name to me. But in his later years, he insisted that kids call him Bubbles because Aww. he didn't want them calling him Trouble. Very sweet story I learned at his funeral. Um, The other thing is, uh, guys, so far on this show, like Omar really reminds me of my dad, except for the whole, uh spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Wire 12 years from now, which I just started doing, <laughs> so I don't blame you. Uh, except that my dad obviously wasn't gay. So, Omar really reminds me of my dad. Wow. I know you guys will never meet my dad. And if you're listening, no one will meet my dad. But if you see the wire.
2: a vigilante drug? I'm killer? only seven episodes in, so like I'm saying, <laughs> don't like, give away oh, too don't much. Don't give
1: away too much.
2: Well, but you know what? The statute of limitations <laughs> for not being spoilers? able to spoiler the wire has ended. No. Enough. Because I just
1: told you that I'm t- watching it right now and we're yeah. talking about it. Mm, it's <laughs> ended. Sorry. No. Oh, man, that's unfair. There's no statute of limitations on the wire. Everybody's done a mean, good enough job I think not there's telling no statute of limitations on
0: spoilers if you're admitting that you're just starting the exactly. show.
1: If I'm sitting in a restaurant somebody's sitting next to me talking about it, I can't hate on that. But if I'm talking directly to you... I didn't give anything away. You no, mean, no, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Not
0: entirely. You'll uh, be fine.
1: But yeah, oddly, my Omar really reminds me of my dad. Omar! That's very interesting. Omar... Is probably not one probably. of like the greatest he TV is one characters. one of the greatest
2: TV characters that has ever, ever it's been true. created.
1: You it's guys, uh, seriously, you didn't, you didn't fuck with my dad. Like his his reputation preceded him, so it's it's funny watching that show in so many ways. Do people wh- did people whistle before your yeah, dad? Exactly, like Farmer in the Dell.
0: Um, I remember.
1: Is that what they said?
0: Yeah. But then they played, like, or he whistled Farmer in
1: the Dell. Oh, that was so crazy. Well, I my one of my earliest memories of visiting my dad in the projects that he lived in was getting out of, like, a car that either my grandfather or my mom must have driven me over in to visit him and, like, walking up to the housing project and there's people hanging out outside and they start whispering and they're like, yo, yo, that's Trouble's daughter, yo. That's his daughter. And I was, like, six or something, so... Did that scare
2: you or excite you?
1: I was kind of like... Oh, this is my understanding of my father? Like, wow. But I mean, like, yeah, so that is one of my memories that his reputation definitely preceded him. So that's weird. And
2: there you have Daisy's dad,
1: guys. But this yes, is what problem. I sound like, guys. <laughs> I sound like this, so that doesn't make sense. You don't know what I look like, but I sound like this. That is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Guys, this was a this was a this was a crazy solid episode. Yeah, it some people really are good. saying it was their favorite. It wasn't my favorite, but some people are saying this was their favorite I episode. I think it yeah. was a fantastic oh, episode. Oh, you guys,
0: wait! We didn't talk about the most important part of all. Um, when Sarah starts talking about the cultural, the, like the cultural Pakistani manual yes. that they get, she says the term "money shot." Yes, and I freaked out because I know that Sarah is like not she's not old, but I was like ugh, I feel like you just, like, my mom just used the term money shot, and I'm like, ooh, you're not I allowed to. I did not to. have that reaction once I, again. Like, it well, stuck what out that? to me, but I, was I, didn't, like, I didn't have a I big reaction to it. But I noticed it. I loved it. I, I definitely had, like, a weird, like, oh, mm. Like, I wasn't grossed out about it. I was just sort of like, oh, that's weird that, that you got just me excited. referred to it as a, well, right, because it's a money shot. It's right. supposed to get you excited. I thought it was a, a good buildup. That's what it's for.
1: <laughs> Straight to <laughs> the I face, Dipty. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: Yep. Um, it was great. Hey, if as you as have you know.
2: any comments for us, you can email us at serially at gmail.com. That's right. Or yeah. you could tweet at us at tweet it. Serial Obsessed Pod.
1: Yeah, guys, there's a limit to the length of Twitter names. So it's <laughs> just to be clear, it's Serial <laughs> obsessed. obsessed No, no, no. No, not no, abs- no. Layla, no. It's Sorry. serial obsessed pod. So just serial obsessed. Just drop that pod. And, and the, the Gmail time. is seriously obsessed. obsessed. Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. So thanks, guys, for listening. Hey, and also, Thank you so much for listening. Thank We've you. had quite yeah. a few listeners, and it's just awesome to get such kind feedback from so many listeners. So thank you guys. We are in this with you. We are such fans. We, we love talking about it the show. So much. much. We're always looking for people to talk to you about the show. So really do shoot Yay. us an email, tweet at us. We would love to know if you have any questions or something you want us to address because we are going to try to do a couple bonus episodes. So thank you guys so much. This has been another episode of Serially Obsessed, and we will catch you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.